It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. away from 10 here on SENZ. This is Mornings with Ian Smith. Thanks to Brad, your local John Deere equipment supplier. Joining me in studio right now is Justin Nelson from Sky Sport. G'day, Justin. How are you? Hey, I'm really well. Great to see you. Been a while. It has, mate. We're you know, doing the uh, doing hoops in here uh, yeah. over, over the uh, sales NBL season. was great fun. You and Casey Frank. Yeah, looking forward to bringing that back in, in 2023 as well. So stay tuned for that. You look a little bit younger, actually. Do I? Yeah, I'm, I'm Benjamin <laughs> Buttoning it. Going backwards, mate. Going backwards. Nice, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, you have uh, been burning the grey matter, mm. and you've come up with a, a new idea, a new initiative uh, that the league is going to launch in Tauihi um, basketball for the coming 2023 season. Yeah, a new innovation um, that was announced yesterday called Rapid League that will be attached to Tauihi Basketball Aotearoa, which is the, the, the new pro women's league here mm. in New Zealand, which started in 2022. With uh, with a lot of first up success, and uh, obviously the plans beyond that is is to expand it into cells NBL. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Now, explain to us how this works and where the idea came from. Well, you know my mind. It, it works in very <laughs> strange and weird and wonderful ways. I was sitting on a plane about four weeks ago. I spent a lot of time on on planes, and um, yeah, this one just came to me, and it, it was a really good gut feel straight away that that this could work. And essentially, the crux of the idea is there's a shortened game before the big game. It's a four by four minute quarter game, but it only features the players who aren't announced in the starting five for the main game. So basketball is one of those really weird sports in that more than half of your team at any one time is sitting on the bench and actually not participating. And uh, the fans want to see all the players play. You know, there's a lot of stories and we've seen it over the years where teams will uh, rock up and there'll be players that just don't even step on the court. And that is, at you know, in the highest level competitions in the world. So that's where the idea came from. And then to legitimise it, you actually get a match point for winning a rapid league game and then you get match points for winning the, the, the you know the big league game or the Toihi game in this instance and you put it together on the ladder. So it is legitimate. You have to go out there and you have to strategize and you have to play to win, but it is a way of involving everyone in the game and I think the fans and viewers will like it. Yeah, I mean, it's great for the development of basketball too, right? Yeah. Because more players playing competitive minutes against each other can only lift the level of those players sitting on the bench. Well, Guy Malloy, the coach of the, uh, the Tall Ferns, instantly said this is you know, one of the best innovations I've seen in the game in 30 years because he instantly jumped to the fact that his players now, his young rising talent looking to go into the national team is now going to be fast-tracked with their development through 
Rapid League. Um, and I've got no doubt the same would happen for the Tall Blacks going forward if it comes into the Cells NBL. And, and also, I, I would imagine, you know, I know that there are points on the line here for the for the ladder overall, but this also gives an opportunity for young assistant coaches maybe to take the reins of, of a game like this so you can develop not just those players but also some of the young coaches. Well, that's where the teams have gone to straight away. They've started to think, right, we've got to recruit differently. Um, you're going to see a lot more athletic players come in because the demand on the players to get out there and play is going to be higher. You're going to see assistant coaches coming along and developing their own skills by coaching in the Rapid League, no doubt. Um, and, and I think the other thing, and, and this was a key to it, how do you develop something else within the game that doesn't add court costs, broadcast costs, travel costs, you know, all the extra things that you have to take into account to run a sustainable business in sport. And then this came up. So we're going to see 50% more basketball, women's basketball on TV in 2023, and then hopefully the men in 24, just by this, uh, you know, this new innovation. It makes more sense than running a reserve league. Yeah, 100%. Yep. And, uh, you know, lots of competitions around the world have, have done that in the past. And invariably, teams go broke because you've got the travel, you've got all the infrastructure costs that go with it. This is actually just taking everything you currently do and adding a little bit more at no cost. Um, so uh, has Rapid League got a little TM next to it? <laughs> I think my wife uh, would hope that it does. Uh, yeah, look, it's one of those things that, um, you know, I've inquired about. And uh, interestingly, within... You know, 24 hours or within 12 hours of this being announced here, I had contact from two Australian leagues yesterday. So it's the news has got out there and uh, it's one of those innovations that I, th- I think we're going to see come into play, not just here in New Zealand, but elsewhere around the world. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you know, I look at what the NBA do with the G League and the Summer League and things like that. It's like, surely this makes more sense for them as well. They want more product. They want to get people in stadiums earlier so they're selling more beer, more more nuts, more whatever it happens yeah. to be. You know, that makes sense on so many levels for for this sport particularly. I had three separate uh, venues just on that point contact me yesterday out of Australia saying, tell us more, because they immediately went to, here's a way we can get fans in earlier, mm. and here's a way that they can relax and socialise and enjoy and spend some money and be a part of this event even further. So you, you, you are absolutely on the right path here. Yeah. You should come and work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you what, I'll get my people to talk to your people. There you go. And, uh, and, and we'll work this out. Um Speaking of Guy Malloy, um, he's obviously picked up another gig, which is great. I thought he had a bit of a rough run at the Saints last season, so good to see him uh, back in charge of the Southland Sharks uh, in the men's game as well as running the Tall Ferns. Yeah, quality pickup by the Southland Sharks. Really smart to go in and and get after Guy. He's a a world-class coach. You know that. I know that. We talked about it uh, on Hoop Heads during the season. and Look, he, he was the victim, unfortunately, of a situation at the Saints who had a really poor start to the season. But a lot of it was their own doing because they brought in their players so late. So it was almost like he was on a hiding to nothing. Uh, and the Sharks have been really clever to uh, to jump in and uh, and scoop him up. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a great move um, by, by them, mate. Uh, we should talk also um, about the breakers. I mean, man... What a week. They've, they've been doing it tough, haven't they? They've been doing week. it so tough over the last few years. And this season I've been like... I looked at the, the recruitment and I thought... It looks like Matt mm. Walsh has learned a few things. The ownership group learned a few things. They've gone back to what made the breakers really good 
and you know they've, they've kind of scrapped this idea that they had that didn't work. Yeah. Um, the roster looked really strong. Things tracking really, really well. I mean, it still is, but uh, just another bump in the road that they didn't really need at this point in the season. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know personally how much Matt had to do with the recruiting this season. Of course, he's he's back over in the states, and you know, all credit to the to the team here, Lisa and Simon, and all the work that they've done. And Modi, of course, who's mm. just been a revelation stepping into the coach's chair. So and good. look, I, I think for the Breakers, they've 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 done so well away from home. They're win-loss record on the road is quite remarkable when you consider everything they have to take on. If they've got to clean up anything, it's their win-loss record at home. The hiccup that's come about this week with uh, seven players down with COVID, that's a bit of a worry because some people, as we all know, take a little bit longer to get over it and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they you know, step up and shape up over the next few weeks. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if you how, how much cricket you watch, but did you see the opening game of the BBL the other night? No, I didn't, but you're about to tell me about it. Yeah, well, two players, including Marcus Stoinis. Oh, from, I heard about this, yes. the Melbourne Stars had COVID. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't see how you can do that with any good conscience. Mm. I mean, I, I look at things in the in, in other sporting realms, you know, uh, I mean, we're seeing it, I know it's different, but we're seeing it with CTE in American football and rugby, yeah. right? You know, those things. I mean, we've seen the effects of long COVID that I've talked about. So getting people to actually compete while they're sick and saying they're allowed to do it, not only are you putting their teammates in opposition at risk, I think, I think there's a massive health and safety risk. Yep. I know they tried to separate them and isolate them, and I was like, but you're not going to be able to completely. No, you can't do that. And, and look, you bring there's a lot of other factors come into it. What's, what, you know, what's the complicity around you know that going on to other people being spread to other people yeah, it's not just players in the own team it's it's players in the opposition it's umpires it's officials it's everybody Physios. everything else so yeah. yeah look I did read that and uh, you know my ears pricked up as as being something that personally I wouldn't like to see that become the norm no. in sport um, and I wonder whether they've got a case to answer. I wonder whether, you know, Cricket Australia and the powers that be there are asking some questions. Well, yeah, I mean, Cricket Australia are, are, are famous for being a bit like the rugby uh, New Zealand here is that they're only answer to themselves and no one else, don't they? They've got that, they've got that reputation. So, so we'll see. But I mean, like, and, and I know this is worst case scenario. But you know, from a like, if you were running the legal team at Cricket Australia, you got to think. Say a physio gets it. Yeah. And then they have the wor- they worst have case scenario. Worst case scenario, yep. and they die as a result yep. of getting it. I mean, surely they're going to be open to legal action from the family of that person, right? Well, it's 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 one of those situations where no doubt uh, a lot deeper investigation is needed because, mm. as as you say, you know, we're not dealing with something here that's unknown. We know the the impact and effect it can have. We've seen that play out over the last few years, right? So, it's it's very very dangerous territory, especially to go into it knowing exactly. Exactly what you were doing. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Hey, let's let's talk some more more hoops though, uh, and, and a little bit of NBA. NBA. Yeah, yeah a little, bit, little bit of NBA. <laughs> uh, not just because my Celtics are doing so well, but they are. Uh, one of the things I, I was interested was Steph Curry's. He's got this uh, this shoulder injury MRI. I mean, it looked pretty flagrant. The foul that was mm. on him didn't get called. I don't understand. I mean, he talked about it post saying, "Like the player that did it owned up to it." Yeah, has the referee not seen this? I mean, um, there has been, I think, a bit of a. Um, a microscope on the officials in the NBA this season because a few other things I was watching uh, was it this game or was it another game uh, you know in the 10 the ten second count for the free throws yeah. and they were calling guys after Giannis. six yeah, yeah, you yeah, know and yeah. it's just like well you know you've got to be consistent and there doesn't seem to be any consistency from the referees look I've been banging this drum for a while that I, I think and it happens in a lot of sports to be honest we we 
We like to hang on to a lot of the historical nature of sports rules and the way we officiate, and that's the way we've always done it. And again, you know, you know how how I like to think around innovation, but. Games and basketball is a great example, and the NBA is a perfect example. It's so much quicker. It's so much more athletic. There's so much more contact and open to interpretation these days than even five years ago, let alone 20, 30, 40 years ago. And the officials are making more and more mistakes than ever before. But I actually put a lot of it down to the fact that it is such a harder game to officiate now compared to where it was in the past. And a lot of it's playing out right now, and it's becoming frustrating. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't have a problem with referees saying you got six seconds to take a free throw. I think that's plenty of time. Yep. But it needs to be in the laws. You can't have a law that says you've got ten and then penalise people after six. Yeah, people count uh, differently at different speeds, don't they? So, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. And look, you know, does the end result become, dare I say it, that every time the ball goes into the hands of the player at the foul line, or as we call it, obviously, here in the cells in the other zine line, um, you know, is there a shot clock? Is there a countdown? That's the next step that we're going to start to see come into these games. Uh, as, as games evolve, we find new and different ways to help officiating and support officiating. I wouldn't be surprised if we have a countdown clock on free throw shooting. Yeah, actually, you're not wrong. That's probably the next... Uh, yep. the, it's another Justin Nelson idea. <laughs> Trademark that as well. I hope, uh, I hope you're getting paid for all this stuff, mate. What's your, what's your plans for Christmas? You've had a busy old year. Yeah, not a lot. Um... You know, obviously, I'd like to get back to Australia and see see family, but that won't happen in the short term. Uh, there's a lot of planning ahead at, at Sky. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not just involved in basketball. I'm involved across a number of sports. And uh, 2023 is going to be a huge year for sport here in uh, Aotearoa. I, I can't wait for it. There's some massive events coming. Plus, of course, our domestic uh, events, you know, Super Rugby, ANZ Premiership, Cells NBL, um, Tahi, plus others. Uh, and I just cannot wait for that World Cup in 2023. It's going to be massive. Yeah, it's going to be huge, mate. All right, good stuff. Well, enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your break. Yeah. Get your feet up for a little bit of time. Make sure you get to the copyright office. And uh, we'll talk to you again in uh, 2023, eh? You do owe me 10 bucks uh, right at the start of this. I said you're looking younger. <laughs> 10, I thought it was 20. <laughs> good <laughs> on you. Nelson, go well, mate. Thank you very much. It is a quarter to 10 here at SENZ.